All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, August 13th, 2012. How the hell are you? How's it going? August 13th, can you believe it? Only three more weeks of the summer, right? But thanks to global warming, you can still get a tan right through the second week of October. You know, enjoy it, folks. This is the golden age of global warming. You know, this is before a polar bear swims up to your fucking apartment. You know, all those fires in the middle of the country. Who cares? Those are flyover states, right? That's just our food supply. Um, <laughs> I've always thought it was funny the way people make fun of those states. You know, because they don't have, what, a water slide in a giant fucking skyscraper, all of a sudden they don't count. Yeah, all they're doing is fucking, you know, providing nourishment for everyone in the state. I'm sorry, everyone in the nation. All they're doing is growing enough food to feed the world, but we don't, right? And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that we don't feed the world. There's too many fucking people, and that's why the polarized caps are melting. It has nothing to do with V8 engines, okay? There's too many goddamn people. So what I'm going to do eventually in 25 years when I get famous enough is I'm going to put together uh, my own collection of musicians, and we're going to do We Aren't the World, all right? (laughs) We aren't the world. You're not a responsibility. I'm sorry, you don't have an apple tree, so go fuck yourself. There's too many people taking shits every day, and it's fucking up the world for me and you. All right? We got more shit. That's how it worked out. All right, you get the idea, you know? I wonder who that would actually return that fucking phone call. That, that fucking maniac from who was in that movie Heat. I bet he would. The guy who's doing porns now. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, that guy. Just once I want to have an orgasm like that and be fucking going, oh, Jesus. Like he was. <laughs> like somebody kicked you in the nuts. Um, anyways, you wouldn't believe this right now, the, the way this is going in where I'm saying don't save the world. Okay, let him go. That's how I would run for office. 
Excuse me, um, non-Senator Burr, I was wondering what you thought about the problems in Croatia, Rwanda, Dand. Uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't give a shit. I mean, I think it's terrible, but, uh, you know, you know, the more people die, the more fresh air for us. That's how I look at it. You know, as long as it isn't anybody uh, with, with our flag on their shoulder, I, I think that that would be okay. That's appalling. That's a realistic outlook, lady. Okay? You want to be on the ship that's sailing towards surviving? I, I suggest you change your attitude. Next question. You over there with the striped tie. No, the other guy with the striped tie. And the receding hair. Yes, you. I'm not answering that. Go fuck yourselves. It's a figure of speech. Jesus Christ. Um, I actually have a giant announcement. Giant. A, a big for me. Okay. I have a big announcement for me. All right. I'm pregnant. Um, I just found out and I'm really excited for myself. No, I, <laughs> I, um, I, I've been telling you guys that I recorded a stand up special in the wonderful district of Columbia back in March. And ever since then, you guys have been asking me, Hey, Bill, when is that special coming out? Well, on this week's podcast, I will be announcing when my special comes out, but not right now. For some stupid reason, I'm going to wait until the end, just like one of those dumb shows on TV, you know, where all you need is one piece of fucking information. They just try to drag it out so they can get in eight minutes of advertising and somebody can have a yacht, right? Now I'm fucking with you. I'm going to do it right out of the gate. That's how I do it because I'm not playing the game, man. Um, Okay. My new special is entitled You People Are All the Same, and it will premiere exclusively on Netflix. It's the only place you're going to be able to see it is Netflix. Why do you ask? Because I love those guys. They show my entire special. It's unedited. It it captures the exact level of ignorance that that I wanted to put out there. I love those guys. So it's going to be premiering exclusively on Netflix um, this Thursday. August 16th at 6 a.m. Pacific time. So for all you grumpy people out there, that's 9 a.m. Pacific time. All right. It'll be available to all Netflix members in the United States, Canada, Ireland, and the United Kingdom. Well, isn't Ireland part of the U.K.? Hey, Nia, isn't Ireland part of the U.K.? Or at least Northern Ireland is, right? I just lost everyone in fucking... And Nia's making a face. We went over there. We learned this. We went on the double-decker bus tour, and they told us what the lady and the king owned. Right? Remember that? It's the United Kingdom, as far as my understanding, is is England, Wales, Scotland, and uh, in Northern Ireland. That's what it is. It's Northern Ireland. My apologies to everybody keeping it real in Southern Ireland, as opposed to all those sellouts in Northern Ireland who are just fine with that bigger douche telling you what to do. Is that what you're telling me? How many beer glasses am I going to get thrown at my fucking head if I ever go back, if I go up to Belfast? Anyways, uh, I'm just fucking with you guys over there. All right. Hang on a second. What would you say? Eastern, and, and I'm talking about the United States. Oh, 9 a.m. Eastern. Oh, did I say Pacific twice? I'm sorry. 
Well, either way, I was just talking about the United States with those times. You know why? Because we aren't the world. <laughs> so I'm really excited that it's also going to be in Canada, Ireland, and the U.K. Um, because uh, I go to those places. And when I go to those places, only three people show up. So uh, maybe this will be able to, uh, as the dollar collapses, I'll be able to uh, go to places where there's other currency. And I'll get to start this journey all over again, Nia. Remember when you met me and I was still on a futon? That's actually true. It is true. Okay, so my new special, You People Are All the Same. It's going to premiere exclusively on Netflix this Thursday, August 16th, 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern. And uh, what's the difference? What's the difference between here and, uh, was it, five hours to England? Ah, you guys figure it out with your fucking metric system. You know... What is somebody? Somebody actually summed up soccer for me. Finally, how the hell did he describe it? Oh, he was saying why Americans don't like soccer. This guy said to me, "He goes, we already have this game over here. We call it hockey. You know, except it's way faster. There's hitting, there's fighting. It's phenomenal. And it's funny that he said that because whenever I watch soccer, the 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 Stuff that appeals to me is is that it is like hockey with the offsides and that type of shit. But I don't get it why the defenseman just gets to stop and then all of a sudden I'm offsides. You know? Keep running, you douche. You know what I'm trying to do. Like, that's that's your defense. You don't even have to knock me on my ass. You just stop. It's just a terrible game. You know? We have arms, people. Use them. Would you watch a sport if all you used was your arms and you didn't use your legs and everyone was just standing there or maybe sitting on the ground? Or maybe just in one of those craftmatic beds, like just throwing balls to one another? Oh, my God. Did I just describe murder ball? No, I didn't. They roll around in their chairs. All right. This is the Monday morning podcast. <laughs> For August 13th, I got one more day on my project here. I'm doing here. I, 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 I let the cat out of the bag, Nia, and I told them that I was going to be uh, – I'm working on the p- pilot for the reboot of that kid's show, Zoom. <laughs> remember that right. show? Yeah. Do you remember how that show used to go? I don't know. I don't remember. Did you try that song again? No. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> Come on and zoom, 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 zoom. We're going to zoom, 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 zoom. That's, that's what was the song in the 70s. Come on, give it a try. We're going to show you just why. We're going to teach you to fly high. It was a drug reference. That whole thing was take drugs. Come on, give it a try. We're going to show you just why. Why? I don't want to do LSD. Come on, give it a try. I I don't know, but come on, we're going to show you why. Just take the shit. We're going to teach you to fly high. And everybody had the same striped shirts on. We're doing a reboot of that. Without the drugs. Um, All right. So anyways, I'm staying here in the north end of Boston. And I got to tell you something. The Italianos make the best fucking food out there. Bar none. Go fuck yourselves. I don't want to hear it. If you're into Thai food or you like Scottish fucking... uh, What do Scottish people eat, Nini? What the fuck? What is it? Haggis. Yeah. What was it? That's, That's like what? That's like Shetland sheepdog balls with uh, some bangers in the mash there. Um, by the way, when I talk about uh, 
Great Britain. I should state that, like, uh, Scotland is less than thrilled to be part of it. That was the vibe I got when I was over there. This is really just my ignorant travel channel show this time, isn't it? Um, so anyways, we've been staying here in the North End, and uh, all I've been doing is eating Italian food. I'm having a great time. But as of last night, I was finally fucking sick of it when I had some gnocchi, which is basically potatoes with wallpaper paste and a little bit of, uh, what was it, pesto that they put on there? You know, I had to have something fucking Irish. But um, I never used to come over to the North End. You leaving, Nia? Okay, bye-bye. Just like I said to that old lady in the wheelchair. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, what a sport. I actually woke her up and kicked her out of the hotel room so I could do this, you know? Hey, if you want to come back later, I have another microphone if you want to do the final fucking 10 minutes. I know people are dying to know what's going on in your life. I, I thought you were going to slam the door on me. That would have been great. A nod to Jim Norton. Um, anyway, so we've been hanging out here. Uh, I got fucking octopus coming out my fucking ears. No, I've eaten way too much Italian food. Oh, even though I, I love it, I'm done. Okay? I've had fucking tortellini. I've had fettuccine. I've had fucking spaghetti reedy. I've had everything. I had a ragu. Um... That went right fucking through me. I wish, you know, it would be great if there was a website that had a picture of a bunch of people's different faces when they ate something that that, that, that moment when they realize it's going right through them and they realize that they're in a public place. It's going to get ugly and they're doing the math on how far away the nearest private toilet that they know is versus how bad that feeling is in your gut. Um, let's just say I wrapped it up pretty damn quick with the person I was with. Um, anyways, and then they had some big, uh, festival down here, some sort of religious thing where they had a picture of, they had like Mary and everyone was putting dollars on her. I don't know what the hell that one is. I felt like I was in some sort of Scorsese movie. Um, and then they were playing this Frank Sinatra music, which is just the, it's just the best music ever. It just makes you feel like you, you're, you're a fucking millionaire. You know, they started playing the summer wind. You know, the summer wind, it came blowing in from across the sea, right? And, of course, it sounded amazing. And then for some stupid fucking reason, they just, right as I'm hearing the beginning of that song, you know, that fucking little keyboard starts playing. And then the little fucking hits with the horns. And you're already swaying as you're walking down the street. I'm walking towards it, right? Just mesmerized. And all of a sudden, this fucking out-of-tune voice starts singing with it. And I realized they're doing Sinatra like karaoke. And it was some little girl going up there. And she was so fucking flat and off. And I, I couldn't, and I, like, it was like Frank singing, like, the summer wind came blowing in. And she's on top of that with her fucking eight-year-old high-pitched voice. Oh, across the sea. <laughs> I can't even do it. My voice is shot. And I was like immediately turned in the other direction. And I was trying to get out away from it. But the way the north end is set up with all the streets diagonal and all the buildings close together, it was just echoing down all the streets. And I couldn't fucking get away with it. So I had to go up fucking Causeway Street. 
right past the bridge that goes over to fucking Charles Town that you saw in the movie The Town. And I walked up to uh, I walked up to the garden, Boston Garden, and I looked at the Bobby Orr statue. And uh, I got to admit, from the side, it looks like Bobby Orr. But when you look at the face, it looks like that bit I used to do where, remember the old man face bit for my last special? Do ya? Well, do ya? That's what it looked like. I don't know what it is about those fucking statues. They can get everything to look like the guy except for the face. You know? The Magic Johnson statue doesn't look like him. The Bobby Orr statue doesn't look like him. The Michael Jordan statue, just it doesn't look like him. Even with the tongue sticking out, it's uh, I don't know what it is. They they can't make the face. They can't get the face right. Really, Bill is 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 this is this the level of fucking you know shit that you think is interesting to us? Oh, go fuck yourselves! All right, let's do a little bit of uh, let's get to a dilemma here. No, wait, wait. I got some other stuff to talk about first. Um, before I forget, yeah, I took a we actually took a water taxi. Um, you know, I wanted to surprise Nia with going on the water taxi and women are so fucking intuitive. One of the hardest things to ever do is to surprise a woman. The second you start thinking, God, I hope she doesn't notice. Uh, God, I hope she doesn't fucking ask me X, Y, and Z. It's like they sense it. They're like fucking dogs. They just pick it up and they'd be like, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? Nothing. Why are you yelling at me? What's going on, freaking? I was going to fucking surprise you with this fucking boat ride. Well, you don't have to yell. They run real. Like, I don't understand why every interrogator on the first 48 isn't a fucking woman. Their ability. That's, that's one of those things that nature gave them because nature knew. Right? Right? Nature knew that fucking Eddie Nature. He knew that um, that guys could just beat the shit out of women, and there were no laws in place. You know, back in the day, just whatever you wanted to do. You know, if she gave you a rough time, you just balled up your big fucking caveman fist, hairy knuckles and all, and you fucking cracked her right in the fucking nose, and it bled all over her woolly mammoth two piece that she was wearing. And that was the end of the discussion. So, you know, they had to adapt. So fucking Mother Nature gave them this fucking, I swear to God, I can't get away with shit. It is impossible to surprise Nia. I, just, it's, I can't fucking, it, it drives me nuts. I don't understand why there's not more women in, in the World Series of Poker. All right, Bill, we get it. They can pick up what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. So I, I was sitting there trying. I fucking finally just stopped, and I said, will you stop fucking up this surprise? And then she just laughed, you know, probably because it made her feel more secure, right? Well, good. That's good to know that I can tell when he's fucking acting weird. So if he ever did try to be deceitful, I would be able to pick up on it. You know what I mean? Fucking maniacs. So anyway, so I take her on this water taxi, right? I bring her over to one of these little fancy fucking foo-foo stores where they, you know, they go walking in where they have the Lady Gaga wear and the fucking, uh, who's, who's another one of the whores that they all think is just amazing fashion sense. Did you see the meat dress? Oh, my God. Not the meat dress. They obviously don't like that, but they like that fucking veil in the face shit, don't they? 
don't they all? Isn't it fair to just lump them all into one category and then just say something ignorant? I think it is. I think that's totally fair. So anyways, we're riding over on the water taxi, and it's fucking tremendous. You know? The guy driving, it's an ex-fucking fishing boat captain. So he's loving life. You know? He's got this great job. He doesn't have any crew that he has to deal with. He doesn't have to go out of the harbor. You know, he just gets to cruise around on this little boat, so he's in a great mood. You know, he's making Nia laugh, and he's breaking my balls. Where are you taking her? Oh, make sure he gets you something expensive, blah, 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 and all that shit. We're having a great fucking time. So as we're going over there, right, all I'm doing is uh, – and by the way, if I ever had a boat, that's all I would do. I would just go around the harbor. There's no way I would ever go out to sea. I am unbel- I'm terrified. Did you see that fucking video of that guy just sitting in the ocean and that hammerhead shark just circling around him before they fished him out? You know what I don't get? I don't get why I can't just be in the ocean treading water. Like, why that just immediately makes sharks go, oh, what the fuck is that? I'm not bleeding. I'm swimming, just like a fish. Why are you so goddamn fucking interested in me? Why are you fucking 20 miles away going, oh, I, I, I sense a pair of alabaster fucking legs in the water. I think I'm going to go over here and take a bite out of them, see how they taste, and then spin back around again. And if I like the way it tastes, I'm going to come back and kill it. I just don't understand that. I could see if you were dead, you know, and then, you know, they're, they're like the garbage disposals of the ocean. They come by and they fucking eat you. But if I'm totally fine... What is their fucking problem? There's plenty of fish in the sea, right? Why you got to come at me? What am I doing? I'm treading water. I know I don't belong here. It's just, they're fucking annoying. Another thing, and another thing. Oh, shit, I'm on a fucking, I'm on a little fucking rant here. Um, Which I'm not, by the way. I hate how everything's defined as a fucking rant. You know? He had, he, everything's a fucking, everything's awkward or it's a fucking rant. It isn't. A rant is, to me, is absolutely, you've completely lost your shit. You're screaming. There's fucking goddamn foam at the corner of your mouth. That's a fucking rant. Going on some little clever little fucking 45-second run is not a rant. All right? You dumb cunts on the internet. Can we clear that up? And can we also clear up that the comic does not heckle the crowd? I know I brought this up, but it's becoming – people keep saying that. I loved when you heckled the crowd. No, I'm on stage. When you're giving the performance, you can't heckle the crowd. Heckling, a heckler is someone who disrupts a performance. If you're the guy on stage, am I disrupting the crowd's performance? You're not giving one. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's fucking Shark Week on the Discovery Channel. And uh, I don't know if anybody who works at the Discovery Channel listens to this podcast. All right? But you guys are so fucking irresponsible over there. Okay? You do all this bullshit when you talk about sharks, about how fucking horribly they're misunderstood. You know? And the beauty of, of the species and all this type of stuff. But you always sell it with that Jaws vibe. You know what I mean? It's like, it's literally, it's like fish fucking racism. Like the way that they show sharks on the Discovery Channel 
is the way they showed black people in the news when I was growing up. <laughs> they did everything but play the Jaws music um, back in the day. And they're still doing it to sharks. All right? And I want to know, where are all the African Americans when it comes to this shit? You know, why don't, why don't you fucking reach out? And have a little bit of fucking empathy. You can't see you can't see the parallel, uh, the, the the fucking cross pollinization, whatever the fuck you call it. I know what I'm saying. All I'm saying is I fucking hate the way they do that. Where they sit there and they they uh, they make it they make the shark out to be like it's beyond instinct what it's doing. Like it's sitting there rubbing its fins together, thinking about fucking sinister stuff to do. Okay? It's hungry. It's getting something to eat. You're a dumb fuck. You're in the ocean. Right? I still don't get why if I'm just fucking treading water. Why do you have to come over and take a bite out of my leg? Leave me alone. I fucking hate it. Dude. I got to tell you something. When I was, I was sitting there waiting for that water taxi, just looking into that fucking black water... You, you know, you can't see, you can't even see below the surface. I said to me, I go, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to jump in that fucking water right now, right there, and immediately jump, jump right back out. I wouldn't do it. And she goes, you know what, you're an asshole. She goes, I'm going to go fucking jump in it just to show you how ridiculous you're being. She goes, there's no shark in there. And I was like, you know what, or maybe there is. Did you see that fucking... Those people fishing off their back porch, they caught that fish, and all of a sudden a shark came out of nowhere. Ugh. They, I, I just, I fucking hate the ocean. So anyways, so we're, we're on this fucking boat, and we're going by all these goddamn, uh, all these giant fucking yachts, like $50 million boats parked out in the harbor. And I just really realized, like, that whole, like, the level of wealth that is out there. A $50 million boat, a boat, a hobby, something you just got sitting in the fucking harbor that maybe you're going to take out once or twice in the month, was $50 million. Give me a fucking break. I mean, if I had, if I had a $50 million boat, there's no fucking way I wouldn't be selling drugs. I would just do it because it would be so goddamn easy. I would just get a brick of fucking cocaine. And I would just fucking put it on my boat, and I would just drive up the goddamn coast. And I'd drop it off to somebody, I'd get some money, and then I would make a payment on the boat. <clears throat> now wait, i got to clean the money. Ah, Jesus, i get caught. All right, strike that. I would be the guy driving. I wouldn't drive the boat because I'm afraid of the ocean. You know what? Fuck yachts, okay? Let's get a little fucking advertising here for the week. Um, what do we got here? Where is it? What did I do with it? All right, here we go. Advertisement number one. Um, all right, mandatory intro. <laughs> Why do I always do that? Um, okay, hey, you've probably heard about LegalZoom.com, but now I'm telling you about them. So you got to check them out. These guys are great. Um, all right, if you've been wanting... If you've been waiting for the perfect time to start your dream business, it's right now. Incorporate your business or form an LLC at LegalZoom.com starting at just 99 bucks. I paid 1500 I paid 1500 You can do it for 99 bucks. And if you have a family, guess what? You need to make sure they're protected. 
You can protect your family and assets with LegalZoom, with a LegalZoom will for just $69. Look at this. You're setting your whole life up. You're still under 200 bucks here. In the past 12 years, over 2 million Americans have used LegalZoom for LLCs, wills, trusts, trademarks. Come up with an invention. You don't want somebody to steal it. Or when they do steal it, you want to be able to sue them and then come, you know, settle out of court. And then you get a yacht. And then you're doing your thing. You can, you can even trademarks and more. They've saved hundreds, even thousands of dollars versus going to a traditional lawyer. LegalZoom's online process guides you step-by-step, step and you get total customer support. It couldn't be much easier. They even have attorneys, an attorney to help you if you need to get through their legal plans. Um, start your business and protect your family today at LegalZoom.com. You also get a special discount from listening to the, this podcast. Make sure you enter Burr, B-U-R-R, in the referral box and at checkout for more savings. LegalZoom is not a law firm, and self-help services are provided at your, uh, your direction. There you go. All right. That was painless, wasn't it? Um, you know, I actually have to get a will done, and I have, I have been putting that off. Because I'm superstitious when it comes to that. I feel like if I start to write a will, that means uh, I'm saying to the universe, like, all right, tapping out. I've had enough. But um, I'm actually, I got inspired to do it uh, this past week. A uh, One of my relatives passed away, unfortunately, and um, had to go to the funeral. But this person had it all worked out right down to their outro song. And I underrated picking the music for your funeral. As morbid as that is, you got to realize we're all going to go someday. And uh, this funeral was, was fucking awesome. It was, it was a celebration of a life. And there was way more laughing than crying. And I think a lot of that had to do with the music. Fucking outro music. Wheeling out of the church uh, when the saints go marching in was this person's favorite song. And, and it was it was it was the shit. And I really got inspired. And I was sitting there going, what the hell would I what? What it seems like, you know, old people's like their, their music is appropriate. It's such great music that it's appropriate for any situation. And I'm really trying to think like of the music that I listen to. You know, all that heavy metal and fucking Zeppelin and ACDC. I mean, I can't have any ACDC playing as I'm wheeled out. Half of that's about the devil and going to hell. I don't want to put that out there. You didn't have those three things from Ghost come up. Remember that shit and drag me down? Um, but I, I'm telling you, underrated. So I want to know from you guys. All right? When you kick the bucket, tell me about how you're going to do your funeral. How would you like it to be done? And uh, outro music and all that type of shit. What are you going to do? You're going to go in the box? You're going to get cremated? This is fucked up, huh? You got to make these decisions. And if you need to make a will, go to LegalZoom.com. Bam, there you go. In and out right there. All right, what else happened this week in the world of sports? Uh, Dwight Howard went to the Lakers. An absolute shocker. An absolute shocker. That yet another guy who couldn't win a championship somewhere else is now going to go pile on with the Lakers. It's ridiculous. It's They have literally become the New York Yankees of the NBA. Every fucking year they do this. And I want Kobe Bryant to start getting some shit for this. If you're going to 
give fucking LeBron James shit for piling for leaving Cleveland and pile on piling on in Miami, then God damn it, Kobe has had people fucking coming to him for his entire goddamn career. Fifteen fucking years in a row. <clears throat> and they got the nerve to sit there and compare this guy to Jordan. Look at the fucking teams this guy has been on. And go back and look at those Chicago Bulls teams. And I want to, I want you to start telling me. Dennis Rodman is the only fucking like free agent that I can really remember that they signed. All right? And he was it was one fucking guy. Kobe gets two, three guys every year. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm telling you, as a crabby old man, these are not your father's championships. These are not championship teams. These, There's no difference between these championship teams and that rich kid whose first car is like a fucking goddamn Maserati because his dad is rich. All right? You know what's so fucked up about these teams? And I include the 2008 Celtics in this. That was a that was a bought and paid for championship. I know they put the work in. I know all of that, but it, it's not the fucking same. This is the funny thing about these pile on teams, is I remember as a kid when you'd be out outside at recess and they'd we'd start picking teams. If they got too lopsided, kids would be whoa 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 wait a minute that's not fair. They would people would flip out. And they'd break up the teams, and you'd balance it out. Where I was from, it was called smuck teams. I don't even know where that came from. But these are smuck teams. These teams are smuck, which meant it was bullshit. You had Shaq and Kobe and all these fucking guys on one team. It was going to be a goddamn bloodbath. All right? And even as, like, second and third graders, we understood how fucking pointless it was to then go out and play the game. If you had all the most talented people on one fucking team, right? So we broke it up and we would we would have it evened out and we'd have a great game during fucking recess. Now, if we can understand that, why can't full grown adults understand that in these leagues and professional leagues? Why can't they understand that? All right. <clears throat> but if that's the way it is, I accept it. I accept these pile on championships, but I want them to be called that. All right, the same way they had the dead ball and then the live ball error. These fucking Laker championships, Celtics championships, Miami championships, these are not the same as the ones in the 80s right through the fucking Chicago Bulls. I would even say the Spurs. You know, the uh, the David Robinson, uh, uh, Tim Duncan ones. Like, I don't want to hear it. Don't fucking be talking about, don't bring up Larry and Magic and all these other guys with the guys of today, it's different, okay? Because just imagine back in the day if Bird and Magic just piled on and got on the same fucking team. Like, why is that enjoyable? I got to be honest with you. That first dream team, I didn't even watch it. I didn't want to watch fucking Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Akeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley go play Rwanda. You know what I mean? What am I going to do next? What? And then what? Watch me go play a game of wiffle ball with some fucking second graders? Like, I don't understand what, where, what is the thrill in that. And if you're in one of those cities and you're getting all these guys and you're fucking psyched and you don't give a shit, um, that's because you don't understand. You don't, you don't even understand sports. And you're the same kind of person that I, be, I bet cannot be swayed in an argument, even if somebody makes – 
a good fucking point because all you want to do is be right. You just want to win like that Fox News kind of uh, like debating style where it's all good if you agree with me. And if you don't agree with me, I'm just going to yell at you and cut out your mic. And that's going to be the fucking debate. Um, it sucks. OK, so now I'm down to two sports now, football and hockey, because you can't do that in either one of those sports because they have a hard cap. I know people say in baseball they have a hard cap. Yeah, well, they have a loophole that you can drive a $200 million team through called the luxury tax. You can just basically pay it off, and you can go out and buy everybody on the fucking planet. So I don't know. I don't know. I got to find some different sports to take place of of hoop and fucking baseball because I'm done with both of those sports until they they, they just fucking, you know, I I don't know. It's, It's fucking stupid. You know what it is about those teams, why I don't respect them? Because it takes more money than brain cells to put those fucking teams together. Back in the day, you needed brain cells. You had to, like, break down people. You had to try to see stuff before other people saw it. Now you just go, hey, we need a center. Who's the best guy available? What's he being offered? Offer him $10 million more. Next problem. I could fucking do that. Buy the bottomless pit of cash. That's fucking – it's depressing. It's depressing. So – I don't know. But I still don't think the Lakers have a coach. I know goddamn well Kobe Bryant doesn't fucking respect them. You know, when you're doing great in the game and the coach goes to high-five you and you completely ignore him, I would say that that's a complete lack of respect. What do you think? Huh? Am I crazy to think that? Am I crazy? Do, 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 do. All right. E-voice, everybody. Here we go. Here's another way to start up uh, if you're going to start up your business. I'm slowly getting advertising here that suddenly is going to get you out of your cubicle. All right, eVoice, your mobile phone at work. Uh, One of the great eVoice features is call recording. It's easy to use. All you have to do is press uh, star 2 to start or stop recordings during any incoming or outgoing call. Um, Basically, what what eVoice is, is you have these, uh, what do they call them, viral viral, uh, phone numbers? You can basically, with your cell phone, get, you know, like three, four other phone numbers, and it just will ring to your own damn phone. No one has to know what your real phone number is. It's a great way to be at work and actually have a private business going on. So you can just, you know, rather than having to save up your trinkets at your cubicle job, you know, and have to start from square one to start your new business, you can, be, you can actually be sitting in your cubicle taking business calls for your own business without those bosses knowing about it. It's phenomenal. Um, Anyways, the file is then saved as an MP uh, on a WAV file, and you can store it on your computer to refer back to later at a later date if need be. Um, All right. Call recording from eVoice is perfect for doctors, lawyers, real estate agents, hiring managers, or any professional discussing contracts. It's even great if you just don't have a pen handy or you're in the car driving and can't write something down. Other e-voice features include call forwarding, music on hold, voicemail to text, toll-free numbers, and 1-800 numbers. For a free six-month trial, go to www.evoice.com slash Bill Burr or go to the banner on my podcast page at BillBurr.com. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's phenomenal. You can have conference calls with up to 90 people. It's just a great, and they actually have, like, professional uh, voice actors that will, uh, you know, give you some little uh, fancy outgoing message. 
You know, so it actually sounds like you have an office when you don't. <laughs> it's phenomenal. E-voice, everybody. Go check it out. All right. Back to the podcast. Um, all right. What do we got here? Let's get it. Let's get on with the lemmas here. The lemmas. Okay. Hey, Bill, would you rather have as many gold medals as Michael Phelps or as many Super Bowl rings as Joe Montana? Uh, well, do I get to be Joe Montana? See, and, that, and that's that, that little uh, dilemma. I don't know if I'm Joe Montana. If I'm going to have as many rings as Joe Montana, I want to be Joe Montana or Jerry Rice. I want to be somebody that they remember. I don't want to be the fucking left tackle, you know, pr- protecting the blind side or whatever the fuck's going on there, right? I don't want to be that guy. I want to be somebody that somebody remembers. Ronnie Lott. Or be Michael Phelps. Um... That's a good one because you know what sucks about being Michael Phelps is like he's kind of done at 24. You know he's going to come back at 28 and not quite be as fast. Those sports where you just finished at 24, like tennis, um, I don't know. Michael Phelps. But football's such a man sport, but you can't walk when you're 40. Although I saw Joe Montana in a, in a, in a restaurant, and he still looked great. Uh, fuck that. I'd rather win Super Bowls. I'd rather win Super Bowls. There you go. All right, dearest Billiam, I am friends with a lot of people who have a lot of delusional hobbies. Throughout the last couple of years, I've had to attend their shitty band shows, (laughs) the shows for their shitty bands, to make that a little more clearer, or go to their plays. I've even been asked to donate money for the cost of making a CD and solicited to donate to a buddy's short film so he can make it. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of motivated friends here. What are you? you, you are you the hater? Maybe he's right. Let's, let's read the rest of this before I judge him. I repeat, a short film. Well, I made a short film with the teen idol sensation Joe DeRosa and Robert Kelly, who's on a new fucking TV show called The Bronx Crew or something like that on FX. Like, no joke. He's like the lead um, in a goddamn TV show. Bobby! Huh? You know how great it is to see that for him? I've watched that man for 20 years on stand-up, doing stand-up, doing plays and all that type of shit. And he hung in there, and he kept swinging. He put his fucking head down, and bang, look at that. It's fucking phenomenal. Anyways, all all of this wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, we made a short film and got into the Tribeca Film Festival. You know, Joe DeRosa is now on his way to having a little burgeoning, like, uh, directing career. All right, don't knock a short film, sir. You have no idea where this could go. Anyways, he goes, all of this wouldn't be so bad if all of their stupid hobby hobbies didn't always end up costing me at least 40 bucks. From donations to cover charges at the gig they're playing, etc. The most recent one is a friend's improv class showcase where I get to watch a bunch of amateurs put on a show with a two-drink minimum and ticket costs. Exactly what I want to do with my free time. Now, my question is, can I just start a blanket policy of not going to any more of these and not donating without coming off like a complete dick? I want to make the improv show my last event 
then never support the hobbies of my untalented friends that constantly piss my money away. To put it bluntly, my friends' events aren't exactly the same as you going to support Dane Cook and the producers. He probably had the decency to comp your ticket, and any help is greatly appreciated. Well, dude, what you have to understand is that Dane didn't start off doing starring in the producers at the Hollywood Bowl. We did open mics in shitty restaurants, and we had to learn how to do stand-up. Look, if you're always having to go to these things, I understand that, but, um, you know, you know something? I wouldn't want you to come to my show if I was starting out. You just seem really, like, annoyed by the whole thing. You're going to have a negative vibe, and I just would feel like I would be on stage as I'm trying to learn how to do stand-up, and I would look out at you, and you would have, like, your eyebrows up, like, you know, like, are you done yet? Really? You thought that was funny? You know? You wouldn't even be smiling. You'd just be staring at me like, was that the last one? Can I go now? Can I leave? Um, Sir, it sounds to me like you need a hobby. All right? You need more of a social life, and uh, then you wouldn't have time to go to all your friends. Um, I don't know, plays and all this. I find it weird that you don't do any of this shit. You know, that you have people making short films. You know people in bands, and you know people in improv classes. You're kind of spanning the performance uh, rainbow there. Yet, Do you perform? Do you want to perform? Why aren't you a performer if you hang out with all these performers? I don't understand what's going on with you, sir. Did you go to some high school for the gifted? And by the time you realized that you weren't gifted, it was too late, and you just stayed there? So now you're going to school with all these future Fiona Apples and all that type of shit. You're going to watch them play an acoustic set at the corner of some Subway franchise and you've had it. I don't know what it is, sir, but you know what? Be your own goddamn man. Just say, listen, I don't fucking want to go to any of your shit anymore. All right? I don't have the money or the time. I would rather see the completed. Call me when you make it and give me a free ticket. And then you can be the guy when they do the, uh, the early days. You'll be that guy, you know. You'll be in one of those documentaries where nobody from the band. That's always like a major red flag when they're doing a documentary on a person, like an actor or a band or an athlete, and that person, the person, the subject isn't in the documentary, and neither are any of the person's immediate friends. And then they always go to a guy like this guy, like, yeah, I used to fucking, uh, I used to see him go on in front of fucking two people. You'll end up being that guy. You know? Well, this is the thing, sir. If any of those people make it, you better not be that douche who said, I always believed in you. Because you don't believe in these people on any fucking level. So uh, I, I would start, I would just fucking make sure you had other plans. That's the easiest way to go. If you want to be nice and not hurt their feelings, or you could just fucking come right out with it and just be like, listen, I've seen you improv before. Um, I'm going to wait six months and let you, maybe you'll get much better at it and it'll be entertaining for me. Okay? I'm going to go to a bar and go hit on a girl. That's how I want to improv because I don't know what I'm going to say either. Okay? I'll throw out a subject. Me fucking that girl over there. Go fuck yourself. I'm out. How about that? All right, next one. Bill, should I have kids? How the fuck are you supposed to know if you should have kids or not? 
Neither my wife nor I have strong feelings either way, and we are getting to that age where it stops making sense, so we need to make a decision and live with it. Um, yeah, if you're not feeling it, don't do it. There's plenty of fucking kids. There's plenty of kids to go out and adopt. You know, if you realize later that, oh, maybe I wanted a kid. Well, what age would have my kid been if I had one? Probably about eight. Yeah, let me get an eight-year-old. Let me get uh, let me get two eight-year-olds and a fucking seven and uh, throw in the 11. There we go. Then you have a fucking big Brady Bunch family. <clears throat> there's plenty of kids out there that need to be adopted. And uh, there's too many fucking people on the planet. And we're running out of natural resources. And uh, my belief is that the population problem is going to be handled like a fucking term paper. You know, the same way we handled Y2K at the last fucking second. And when you do shit at the last fucking second, it's going to be a rash fucking quick decisions, which means there's going to be some sort of final solution going on. I really believe that. We are rapidly headed towards that. You know, if they don't, I mean, we have 7 billion people on the planet and, and there's no politician going, hey, you know, why don't you just fucking not have kids for a minute? Or if you're not really feeling it, or we'll give you some money not to have kids. It's fucking insane. I don't know. We're running out of chicken and fucking soup. Uh, All right. (laughs) That didn't even make sense. All right. Cheating. Hey, Bill. Um, Word on the street is you're the male version of Oprah. So hear me out. You know, that's actually insulting to Oprah. All right. Um, I've got this lady I'm fooling around with now and then. She has a boyfriend, but doesn't seem to mind hooking up with me when I ask her to. Yeah, that chick's a fucking nightmare, dude. Uh, and before we even go, you're not going to have a relationship with her. If she cheats on someone, she'll end up cheating on you. And every time you fuck her, you're risking one of these times that boyfriend's going to find out and he might show up with a tire iron and, uh, you know, remodel your face. Anyways, when we met, she never wants to go further than second base saying that would be cheating um last night i went to her house to pick her up for a party dude there's not another woman out there that you could pick up for a party what are you doing dude do you want to be that guy do you want to be the guy who fucking plays with the tits of some fucking broad that has a boyfriend come on oh there's nothing makes a guy weaker than uh fucking easy pussy Easy Pussy has brought down more goddamn men. The layup piece of ass. Um, Because we're lazy. Anyways, before we made it, and when I say we're lazy, I mean human beings in general. All right, ladies, before you fucking pat yourself on the back and make your tits shake. Um, (laughs) um, Last night, I went to her house to pick her up for a party. Uh, Before we made it in in the car, I had her up against my car. We were making out like World War II ended. I then suggested, suggestively opened the door to the back seat. But instead of entering, she asked me if I loved her or if I just wanted sex. Yeah, dude, this girl's crazy. I neither confirmed nor denied either of those questions. Yeah, that's stupid. That's a great lie. That's great. All right. This is just straight across. the. This is a linear story. Begins with deceit, goes into deceit, and it's going to end with it. Um, I just went back to kissing her. 
after she got drunk at the party. Ah, oh, Jesus. Nah, and you're sitting there like a fucking wolf waiting for her to get hammered. Uh, we talked again, and she said she was willing to dump her boyfriend and have sex with me if I just told her that I love her and want to be with her. I actually don't, but I really want to bang this chick. I was thinking about just saying I love her and then dumping her after we banged, but I guess that would be kind of a dick move. Yeah, it would be. But I gotta, we gotta, everybody's got to take responsibility for their actions. This fucking woman is setting herself up for this shit. My, comp- my moral compass has no needle, needle, Bill. Help me out. Greetings from Belgium. Uh, I hope you were able to read that fluently as you always do. Look at this guy. Fucking sarcastic in a second language. Um, yeah. Listen, uh, you know, do you really want to be this guy? That's, that's a, if you believe in karma, that's a really bad thing to do. All right. You're being lazy. Okay, this girl's obviously damaged. There's something wrong with her. And um, if you do what you're thinking of doing just so you can bang her, you're really going to devastate her. And is it worth devastating another human being just to get, just to, to fucking bang her? Here's one for you. This is classic, all right? This is uh, not my advice. This is standard advice, okay? Here's the deal. Why don't you rub one out to her and afterwards immediately think, do I really think about what you're doing and the way you're going to be getting this girl and ask yourself if you really want to do it, all right? And then act accordingly. And if you still want to do it, um, please don't ever get a job in a corporation because you will move up that ladder in 20 seconds. Oh, my God, he's a sociopath. He has no feelings. He doesn't care about people. We, let's give him a corner office. Um, okay, ex-porn star or something. Ex-porn is all it says. Dear Bill, I'm a 22-year-old lady seeking some valuable male insight and perspective. I've been dating my boyfriend for over a year now, and everything's been incredible. Well, Congratulations. I I have no feeling that this is going to go in a different direction. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> we felt like soulmates and didn't like to be apart. However, all of a sudden, he became very distant toward me. I tried to ignore it, justifying it with some personal issue he was dealing with. Little did I know, those personal issues also involved me and his ex. Oh, jeez. Feeling a horribly familiar sense of... Feeling a horribly familiar sense, infidelity, deja vu. I think you skipped a word in there. I did something awful I could kick myself in the face for. I looked through his laptop. I know it's a really despicably dick thing to do, but I needed some strand of truth, even if it would break my heart. I got to tell you something. If he was being a good guy and you did that, you know, that's a piece of shit thing to do. And the fact that he was giving you the I'm cheating on you vibe and you still felt like a piece of shit by going through his emails, you're a good person. You're being too hard on yourself. Um, what are you supposed to be? You know, that person in Goodfellas who's content to be a jerk. What am I supposed to say, that my boyfriend cheats on me? See, I switched it up for you. Anyways, I read an email he wrote to his ex-girlfriend expressing his lament about being with the wrong person. Well, there you go. It's over. 
Game, set, and match. It went and went on about how amazing she was and how any other girl, me, would only ever be second best. This prompted me to look through his photos, and I found some recently opened but only nude pictures of her. This hit me really hard because unlike regular porn, nude pictures of exes hold something sentimental value I don't appreciate or think it's is appropriate. Well, that's about as lightly as you can put it. Um, yeah, you should definitely not appreciate that. He actually knows that woman and banged her. Um uh, Putting myself in this conundrum, I couldn't bring this sensitive topic up without admitting I invaded his, pri- invaded his privacy, although my hunch was right. I know I was wrong in looking through his personal shit, but is it wrong of him to still masturbate to naked pictures of his ex even after he reassured me he had deleted them? How would I go about talking to him about this? Or is this situation better left undiscussed? Now that we are on better or closer terms, I appreciate any piece of advice or opinion greatly. So uh, go fuck yourself, question mark. Uh, I, you know, I, I, what, <laughs> I can't even fucking answer this. What He gave you the vibe like he was fucking around on you, and he is. He is fucking around on you. And that whole thing about that you're, you're, you're second best? Go fuck yourself. Fuck that. Break up with the guy. All right? You know what your biggest problem is, sweetheart? Is you are a sweetheart. And this guy is at the very least a confused... Uh, he's a fucking dirtbag. He's not being honest with you, okay? Now, this is the thing about if you're a sweetheart. In life, male or female, uh, pieces of shit gravitate towards you. They need a sweetheart in their life to put up with their piece of shit behavior. So what you have to learn to do, that if you are a sweetheart, if you're a big-hearted person, you have to be guarded. All right? And you have to make somebody earn the fact that you're a sweetheart. You just don't give it away. All right? Because when you're just giving it away and you're fucking nice. Hey, how are you? I just met you. Will you help me move? Okay. That's the nice thing. You're going to get taken advantage of. So this guy's taking advantage of you. Fuck this guy. Break up with him. Okay? If he wasn't such a fucking shifty piece of shit, you wouldn't have to done that piece of shit thing. He basically gave you grounds for a warrant to go search through his shit. All right? And you were right. Okay? Although you didn't get a warrant. You kind of did it like the robe cop who now has to throw his badge on the desk yet still go out and solve the fucking crime like all those 80s cop buddy movies. But you were right. You deserve better. Fuck this guy. All right? You should break up with him, even though it's going to hurt. Um, all right. So you know what? I think that that's going to be the podcast for this week, a little under an hour. I know that's shorter than what you're used to. But... Um, I got I to gotta upload this and send it to my guy to give to you guys that you're now listening to. And by the way, I was on – did you guys check out Breaking Bad? I was on Breaking Bad last week, uh, last night and everything. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, but uh, it's always weird watching yourself anyways. But I love that show, so I have to uh, – I'm actually two episodes behind. But uh, I peeked at my Twitter, and I got nothing but positive things, thank God. Thank God. So I appreciate everybody saying that because, you know, 
This acting stuff is new to me. All right? So all the compliments you gave me really makes up for the fact that you break my balls about my podcast every week. So thank you to anybody who wrote something nice on Twitter. That really made me feel good. And uh, and go fuck yourself to all the people who are now going to write mean shit because it's funny, which it is. But I don't care. The, the, the honest reviews already came in. So have at it. Have a good time trashing me. I don't give a fuck. Um, that's the podcast for this week. By the way, I'm going to be down Nantucket Wednesday night. I have a show Wednesday night uh, down in Nantucket. There's still tickets left. It's going to be a great show where I uh, basically perform to uh, like fishermen in the fucking Illuminati. It's going to be a really interesting mix of people. And uh, I'm really excited to go down there. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful island off the coast of Massachusetts. And what else do I got? You guys want to hear some of my other upcoming dates before I bring this mercifully to an end? Uh, What do I got? Oh, Jesus, Bill. Why don't you have things ready? Why don't you have things ready? Um, I'm going to be at the Orlando Improv beginning on September 7th, and then on the 8th and on the 9th. I've never been there before. And I got Caroline's on Broadway, New York City. Rescheduled that from the one that I moved in July. It's going to be September 20th, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Um, And that's it. Other than uh, what do we got here? Oh, Jesus. Hang in there for a second. I got one other thing that I want to tell you about. And that would be. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Real quick. Amazon.com, people. If you want to support this podcast and the Wounded Warriors Project. Just go on to the podcast page on BillBird.com. Click on the banner ad, the Amazon banner ad, and then go to Amazon and buy something. You don't have to do anything else once you get to Amazon. If you buy something, Amazon kicks me a little bit of money, and I throw 10% to the Wounded Warrior Project. Um, And Gamefly.com. Anyways, uh, thanks for clicking the Gamefly banners for your free two-disc, two-week free trial. Over 40 people did that last month, so thank you very much for that. And hopefully you, you enjoyed the service. You enjoyed your 8,000 games that you could try for two free weeks. If you want to be part of those people who are doing it, having a great time playing video games instead of paying attention to their significant others, um, and you want a free two-week trial, you can go to Gamefly.com slash Burr or the banner ad on my podcast page for your free trial free trial, and enjoy all, vi- all the video games you can play. That's it. You guys have a great week. Go fuck yourselves. Don't take any shit, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota let's go places In a world where 
clout is the new currency. You're interrupting my stream. Are you getting any followers with this? One girl. What's your name? At June Forever. Your real life actual name. We'll have to find a way to clear her name. The police questioned me. You're the common denominator, June. And solve the crime. You watch too many movies. Esther Babitsky is Drugstore June. Also starring Bobby Lee, Haley Joel Osment, James Remar, Beverly D'Angelo, and Matt Walsh in theaters this March. Go to drugstorejune.com.